comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we go over the results for the third annual Summer Movie Gamble. Who will win? Who will win? Will it be you? I may have to shake it off like Taylor Swift. <laughs> Wait a minute! I forgot my introduction! We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe! Good evening! Good evening. Out Now is a film podcast. Dave and I are discussing new movies weekly, however, every now and then. we You know what? Why, did, why do this whole thing? Um, we yeah. uh, This is a bonus episode. This is our special. result show. This is our special bonus third annual Summer Gamble results episode. At the beginning of this summer, we recorded our Summer Gamble, which is, of course, where myself and Abe and many of the Regulars on Out Now predicted what they thought the top 10 films of the summer domestic box office-wise would be. We recorded those bets there, and this is the week where we go over the results now that summer, the summer movie season has ended. So joining us, we have an all-star cast for this podcast. Uh, from Fast Film Reviews, Dragon Trainer, Mark Hoban. Hi, everyone. From TheYoungVolks.com, Mega Monster Scientist, Jose Cordova. What's up, guys? From Cinemaxwell, taking his margaritas blended, it's Maxwell Haddad. hey yo. <laughs> And possibly joining us later, we have from a small town in North, Northern California, growing his own field of Groots, Jordan Grout. And joining us later, also eating bowls of Coba Krispies, it's Alan Aguilera. Um, I couldn't not read those intros. I, I spent time Coba making those. Are amazing. <laughs> that might be one of your best Jordan, The Jordan Grout Groot thing was also really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, pretty uh, pretty focused show here. We're not going to have many other segments. We will get to feedback later on, but for the time being, we're going to just go over the, what happened this summer. Um, it was a uh, <laughs> there. Were, some it things happened this summer. It was a uh, very uh, <laughs> not as predictable, I guess, as we might have thought it was, because we are all over the map this year <laughs> on the summer amble. Um, uh, obviously, Guardians broke out big. Um, certain movies didn't do nearly as well as any of us expected. And uh, yeah, so we have a pretty mix of big mix of hodgepodge results here. And um, with that said, we're gonna so I'm gonna go over the uh, I'll go over the top ten films of the summer, and then after that we'll go into kind of we'll go from bottom up as to who how many points everyone got. And um, after I kind of go over each person's total, that person will go over their top three favorite movie moments from the summer, which should be fun. Just a nice way to wrap it up. I think in the past we've done like kind of top three films or whatever, but you know try to diversify things this year around for the third annual Indeed. summer gamble. Um, so here, here's the top 10. Here's the top 10 for the summer, which I, I ended the count on on Labor Day on, on uh, September 1st. Um, so in 10th place, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In 9th place, we had How to Train Your Dragon 2. 8th place, 22 Jump Street. 7th place, Godzilla. 6th place, The, the Amazing Spiderman, Part 2. 5th <laughs> place, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Number four, X-Men, Days of Future Past. Number three, Maleficent. Number two, Transformers, Age of Extinction. And number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Woot woot. 
Okay. Or should I say Groot? Groot? Exactly. That's what you should have said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, fans. <sighs> <laughs> um, all right. So I'll, I'll read out the points system real quick just to get you guys like understanding how this kind of worked if you want to you know, do this at home or whatever you can. Uh, but essentially, there's a website I can link to in the uh, show notes for this episode where when we picked our we, of course, picked our top ten films. We picked three dark horses. And the grading rubric works this way. Um, getting numbers 1 or 10 dead on, so if you got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Guardians of the Galaxy, if you predicted those to be in 10th place and 1st place, you'd get 13 points um, each, Yeah, for each different movie. Um, for 2 through 9, if you got any of those dead on, if, you, if your pick lined up exactly with how the ranking went for spots 2 through 9, you'd get 10 points. If your pick in the list was one was one spot away from where it ended up, you get seven points. If it was two spots away, three points. If your pick was anywhere in the top ten, you'd get three points. And if any of your dark horses made it into the top ten, you'd get one point. Um, so yeah, that's how the, the grading rubric works. And again, I'll put there's a link to how this whole thing works in the on the line. So I'll put that in the show notes for you know if anyone that wants to play again next year or whatever, or just have an idea, or if they just want to check our or math, you could just send it into us and we'd read your. Your top ten on the if end. anyone had any top tens, they predict. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we asked that the first time, you know, when we did the the initial recording. But uh, you know, be happy happy to see some results. I guess exactly. And the podcast at gmail.com. Um. So yeah. Um. I quadruple checked all the uh, all the um results here. Abe checked it as well. Um. Whenever I mention Abe and math, though, I'm reminded of my favorite Cards Against Humanity card: agents who can't do math well. Uh, but, <laughs> that out of the way. <laughs> which is obviously inherently false <laughs> um, okay so who came in last place last place he's not even here it's Alan Aguilera yeah uh, Alan Aguilera <laughs> came in yeah he came in uh, in last place with 41 points so yeah here's Alan's top 10 uh, he had Tammy Dawn of the Planet of the Apes 22 Jump Street X-Men Days of Future Past Maleficent Godzilla Guardians of the Galaxy Spider-Man 2 Dra- How to Train Your Dragons 2 and then Transformers his uh, Dark Horses, Million Ways to Die in the West, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Edge of Tomorrow. He wound up with a total of 41 points, and he was in last place. He's not here, of course, at this time. He might join us later, so we'll maybe be able to find out his top three movie moments after that. Um, let's move into our next one, though. Are we gonna Are we gonna add some uh, deductions? I mean, <laughs> okay. So Alan was tech- <laughs> you really want to rub it into his face, don't you? <laughs> Alan was technically late with his picks. He was he was a week late. Um, oh, with that said, yeah, you're right, Abe. Hold on, let me. Uh, yeah, so yeah, Alan was technically a week late with his picks, um, which means that he gets a yeah he got a five point deduction, so he'd still be dead last, just more so to separate himself from the next person, um, which is Abe. Woo! Abe with 44 is points. because I'm not last. Yeah, you made it out of the, the doldrums this year. <laughs> Way to go. You want to read your picks? Yeah, absolutely. So my number 10 pick uh, was <laughs> Million Ways to Down the West. No, no, no. Or I'm sorry, Blended. Uh, then Million Ways to Down the West, 22 Jump Street, Gardens of the Galaxy, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, um, Godzilla, How to Train Your Dragon 2, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, X-Men Days of Future Past, and Transformers. And uh, I yeah. must say that I was shocked by two of those, but you guys were not. So clearly, I'm in the wrong. And I'm talking about Blended and A Million Ways to Down the West there. Uh, I'm Westerns glad that don't make money. <laughs> no yeah. one wants to see Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> no one really does want to see Westerns. My top three favorite movies of, or moments of the year. Number one, when in Guardians of the Galaxy, they crash land, and then Gamora looks over to Star-Lord and says, we're just like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and uh, the next one was when Lucy becomes 100% complete. And she spits out this, like, three-terabyte USB drive. 
Um, I'm glad there's a Lucy pick. That makes me happy. <laughs> I considered it. I considered that. And my number one, it, it's not even like a favorite moment. It's just more of like, holy crap. It's just like how blown away I was with Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, just overall. Yeah, just overall. I was like, oh my god. Like, I was making fun of this when we were talking about the trailers. And like, this is the lamest song with this trailer. And then we came to the review and I was like, this is the best summer movie. This is exactly what a summer movie should be like. So... Good on you guys. I hope that they make more money when their DVD release is called Live, Die, Repeat. You had one dead on. You had 22 Jump Street. That that matched up. Yeah. But that yeah, when you probably have two, saved when you, me from being last. When you have two zeros in a row, that really doesn't help you <laughs> at all. <laughs> and when I choose Maleficent, I was one of my dark horses. Yeah. Should have thought better about Disney and Angelina Jolie. Classic mistake. Yeah. Classic but I'm glad I'm not last. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not last, Jose, you're next up here. Woo! Yeah. You're third from last. Um, you had a total. You well, you had 51 points, and because I added you late in the game, I just subtracted five, so you still have 46 points. So it still didn't make too much of a difference. Uh, wait, what did I say? What? How many points did I just say you had? <laughs> He's got 46. 46. You have 46 points. You had 51 points, um, which actually gave you a pretty good total there. But yeah, the the minus uh, the five dropped you a bit. Um, with that in mind. Your picks, you had 22 Jump Street, Neighbors, Guardians of the Galaxy, Maleficent, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, X-Men, which was dead on, Godzilla, Transformers, which was also dead on, but, uh, but Dragons. Oh, Dragons. <laughs> yep. That was the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, my top moments. Uh, so I went to go watch Transformers 4 with my little brother because he was back from college. And we had a nearly empty theater, so we just spent the entire movie laughing. <laughs> and the best moment from that was when the Dinobots escape into the Chinese wilderness. Because... <laughs> um, he just and, uh, go. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you're free now. And they're just like... So they're just going to roam like the Chinese it's... wilderness now? Like, I want to see that movie. They're still there. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, my brother and I thought that was hilarious. Um, the, the second one was... Uh, I believe it's Koba, but correct me if I'm wrong, that when they storm the tank mm-hmm. in uh, Apes, yeah. which is really, yeah. it ends in that circular shot following the gun. I just thought that was one of the probably one of the coolest shots in, in the entire summer. And I'm glad I got to pick it because I was afraid other people would say it first, but the uh, the sequence with Star-Lord dancing to uh, Redbone yep. from Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, the credit sequence, that's probably... When that moment hit, I, I knew I was going to love that movie. <laughs> All right. So that's Jose. Next up. Oh, man. Mark Hoban, you are uh, here now with uh, fourth from last. I think, what what does that make you? Fourth total? <laughs> how, many, how many people are on this thing? <laughs> we got so many people in this. This is our biggest three, one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven of us. So that makes, uh, yeah, it makes Mark, Mark Hoban fourth. Yeah, you came in fourth. All right. Um, I don't think you. I think you did better than you thought you did, Mark. Actually, come to think of it, but um, you seemed quite down. Well, fourth. Uh, no, I. I knew I didn't. I didn't even come close to the the win. All right. Um, with that in mind, do you? Mark lives by Ricky Bobby mentality. Do you know your top ten, Mark? Do you have it in front of you by chance? Or... I. I do. You want to read it? I, you want me to say it? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. All right. So ten, I had neighbors. Nine, I had 22 Jump Street. Eight was Maleficent. Seven was Guardians of the Galaxy. Six was Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, five was Godzilla. Four was X-Men Days of Future Past. And I got that one right on the dot. Yep. 
That was the yeah. only thing. Uh, three was The Amazing Spider-Man 2, two, How to Train Your Dragon, and one was Transformers. Oh, yeah, you got a, you got 49 points. Uh, basically, yeah, I, I underestimated Guardian, way underestimated Guardians and Maleficent, and I way overestimated How to Train Your Dragon and The Amazing Spider-Man. So those were those were the areas that, that killed me. I mean, to be fair, we all overestimated I, I think, Dragons, yeah. too. <laughs> we, yeah, we all did Dragon, but, like, Maleficent, that was, that was me, and, uh, and, of course... You know, Ninja Turtles destroyed me too because I had neighbors that as number ten, and that dropped out, and that would have been ten points right there by getting it on the nose. So that like knocked me down, like way down. So that, that would have like, put you in some good company. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That would have been an amazing if you had neighbors. Or I'm sorry, Teenage Mutant Turtles at ten. Yeah, yeah, and I did have it as a dark horse, so I yeah. kind of yeah. had a I had a feeling that it would do well, but I just thought neighbors would do better. So right, uh, three out of seven of us had that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> Cowabunga. Yay! <laughs> All right, and then my three favorite moments of the summer: uh, number three, making the ultimate grilled cheese sandwich in Chef. <laughs> nice, right? <laughs> nice. Um, number two was Godzilla vomits radioactive fire into <laughs> into the Muto's mouth. Love that scene. And number one, and I might be stealing Aaron's later, but I'll say it now, that brutal fight sequence in Snowpiercer with the axe-wielding thugs in complete darkness. It's my number one. <clears throat> You're not stealing that from me, actually. I didn't have oh, okay. that on my All right. list. Well, I know you love Snowpiercer. So, I did, yeah. And that was, I mean, there's many scenes, but that was one that was kind of st- stood out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Well, I'm next, so we'll get. I'll just address that right now. Um, I I was third, uh, but yeah, Snowpiercer. I just there was too much of that movie to like single out, so I was like, I'm just not going to count this. <laughs> I have other I have other moments. Uh, yeah, I was in third place. Um, I put up a valiant effort given that I didn't have any that were dead on, but I still managed to get third place apparently. Somehow. Yeah, you scored fairly well. I, yeah, I, I was I was very good of picking one All away. Within one of each yeah, other. There's only like two of my picks that are not that are more than one away. <laughs> Besides Tammy, which just screwed me completely. Uh, so I have a zero and no no no, no top ten picks that are dead on. Uh, but yeah, I have Tammy, uh, 22 Jump Street, Godzilla, Guardians of the Galaxy, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, X Men: Days of Future Past, Maleficent, Dragon. Spider Spiderman two and Transformers. Obviously, I underestimated God, Guardians of the Galaxy, just like all of us pretty much did. Um, and I once again, Spider Man screwed me. This is twice in a row that a Spider Man <laughs> movie has screwed me in this summer wager because the first year I thought, oh, Sp- Brave can do better than Spider Man. That's how that will work, and that didn't happen. That was an audacious pick. I think we all said that on the podcast prior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, I didn't have blended or million noises. And, and what was your what was your point total, Aaron? Uh, my point total is fifty two. Uh, oh, and I had Edge of Tomorrow, Turtles, and Jersey Boys as my dark horses. So Jersey t- Boys. Turtles gave me a gave me a bump, <laughs> a bit. But <laughs> it would if Jose didn't get a deduction, would be we'd be tied with fifty one each. Um, well, Done. if I if I didn't have it, Turtles. Yeah, yeah, if you didn't have Turtles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the uh, yeah, all of these are like pretty close to what they like because you have Jump Street and Godzilla and like. Apes and X-Men, I had them, like, around where they were, <laughs> but it's just, like, trying to pin that down. As far as my um, top three movie moments go, uh, my third place is Godzilla epically finishing off the Muto by vomiting plasma news <laughs> on its throat, because that's amazing. <laughs> um, that scene is just bonkers. Um, 
number my number two is when it's before the Koba scene on the tank actually for Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. It's right before that. It's where he picks up the two machine guns and just is on the horse going, Yeah, motherfucker, that scene is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that whole sequence is great. That's yeah. two great moments back to back. But he picks up the second one, he's like, wait a minute, I can do this twice. Like <laughs> Dual wield! Dual wield. Yeah, exactly. He's become Halo too. He had his John Woo moment. Um, <laughs> and, we're actually dubs in the background. My and my number my number one is the scene in Boyhood where Patricia Arquette is uh confronted by the young man who now yes. like, manages the restaurant. The um I thought of that too. Let alone like the scene after where it's like the final scene with Patricia Arquette. But that scene after seeing it again, I get like why it got me. It's because like she's there at the restaurant and her like kids are there. And so they're like they're seeing like they're seeing her get like this just wonderful like pick me up moments from like some other party completely and you just see this joy on her face and her kid's face and like all the shit that her daughter gives her all the time you get to see her actually smile at her mother for like something great happening to like for a number of people differently of lives and it's just it's wonderful it's a wonderful moment and i love that wonderful movie too it is a wonderful movie um all right so see moving on here Oh, the tension is sick. Yeah, there's two more people. There's only two more people. Yeah, this is. Oof. This could be. I think we should go to commercial break. Yeah, we should. But <laughs> but all right. Um, <laughs> let's just go. Let's go. Let's go play by play what happened. Okay, so obviously Jose and Alan they submitted their list a little bit later. Jordan also submitted his list later, um, two weeks later, which um, two weeks later, right? initially meant that it'd be a ten point deduction because it's five points lost for a one week, so two weeks obviously ten points makes sense. Now he's not even on this podcast, so despite him doing. Easily the best of all of us in this list. He's Easily not the here. Best. He's, not and, here to, he's not here to win. We're, we're, uh, not, we're not trying to say that we're just taking points up. You know, he said he was going to be on the show. Yeah. I, I, I was doing a lot of moving around of this time of this podcast to make sure things had happened the way they should happen. But apparently that's not possible. So uh, Jordan is uh, – that means he's in third place. That means I get second place on this. I get silver this time around. Wrap that silver. Yeah. That means Maxwell Haddad is our winner this year for the oh, summer camp. Oh, my God. Oh my god, I'm having a panic attack over here in New York. I don't even know. I, I want to thank my publicist. I want to <laughs> thank my agent. I want to thank my dog. And I want to thank the movies. Thank you so much. <clears throat> well, we'll get to you in a second. We'll go over to Jordan's ah. list real quick because it's pretty amazing. Um, so Jordan, in number 10, he had Edge Tomorrow. That got him nothing. He had A Million Ways to Die in the West number 9. That got him nothing. Now here's where the fun stuff happens. He has 22 Jump Street. Dead on, 10 points. Godzilla, dead on, 10 points. Amazing Spider-Man 2, dead on, 10 points. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, wow. dead on, 10 points. Wow. Dra- Dragons 2, 3 points. Maleficent, third place, dead on, 10 points. X-Men, 2 spots away, 5 points. Transformers, 1 spot away, 7 points. So he had a total of 66 points. Oh, plus Guardians of the Galaxy. He had Guardians of the Galaxy as a dark horse, and he still wins this thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Jesus. Yeah, so yeah, at one point there. So he had a total of 66 points. That is far more than any of us on the show right now. Yeah. He did a tremendous job picking out his picks, but because he... Great job. Various circumstances, including the fact that he didn't show up with his own damn winning show, um, <laughs> he lost... So two weeks late, he lost, lost him 10 points. See, see now, if he, if he only lost the 10 points, he still won. That's the crazy part. Like, he, he got a 10-point deduction. He still is the winner. That's how good his top 10 list was. But because he's not here now, he gets nothing. He gets an extra five points deducted. Yeah. You know why? I'll tell you why. Hold on a second, Abe. Stall. i tell you why. I'm, I'm stalling as best as I can right now. I'm yeah, trying to figure stalling. out what Aaron's going to do. I don't know what he's going to do. I'll tell you why Jordan loses. So, 
So basically, he's going to pick up a doll that's going to say something, I'm sure. He's going to pull the strings. He's going to be like, there's a snake in my boots. But I don't know how to stall even more. I mean, what am I stalling for? It's like old man Marley. (laughs) You know what? You know why? You know why Jordan loses, Abe? You know why? Why Why does Jordan lose? Because the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows, Abe. It's a very mean and nasty place that will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody's going to get hit as hard as life. But it ain't, out of, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard, you, how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning's done. And Jordan didn't do that. <laughs> that was a great job, Rocky. <laughs> great job. That's exactly what it's happened. It's one of the best monologues ever. Okay. So Jordan loses. It's in third place. <laughs> 51 <laughs> points. He gets no prize. He would have got a prize, too, but he doesn't get it. And so now, Maxwell, <laughs> now that's out of the way. Congratulations, sir. Maxwell, do you have your do you have your top ten in front of you? I don't. Okay, I'll read it then. Um, you have Neighbors, um, which got you nothing. Uh, Twenty Two Jump Street, Guardians of the Galaxy, Maleficent, Godzilla, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, which got you ten points right there. Spider Man, X Men, Transformers, which also got you top ten with uh, ten points, and then Dragons Two. Um, so you had a total of, and you had, you had in your Dark Horde, you had Tammy, Fault in Our Stars, and Jersey Boys. You had no, nothing came out of that good. But you, some, you still got 55 points, mainly because you had, you had two dead-ons, which really helped you right there. Oh. What, what's ironic is actually picking How to Train Your Dragon at number one actually helped you indirectly. Yes. You didn't know why uh, Transformers should be number two, but you did put it at number two. And that, yeah. that, that was a good thing. Yeah, who knew? Those dragons really kind of slayed us all this summer. Yeah. I cannot believe the one main it did, it did cartoon overseas though. So the one you know main cartoon of the summer didn't really perform that much, and there really wasn't a whole lot of family fair this summer. I mean, there. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I guess you could I guess Legends Guardians, of Oz, Dorothy's Return, yeah, and Maleficent was kind of, but I there was nothing. But yeah, but nothing really for like young kids exactly. But I don't know why either. It's a it's a weird kind of. That it didn't do better. It's there's some honestly though. There's some really great animated films coming out in the later in the year. I'm very excited about uh, Big Hero Six and Box Trolls. Box Trolls. Yeah, Box Trolls, and yeah. I think there's something else too. I don't know. That was it. Book of Love or something. Book of I mean, Love. I, yeah. I don't Book know. of Life. Book of That's Life. Yeah. Book of Life. Sorry. That that I, it's hard to say whether that will be good or not. But but I'm I'm curious about it. Yeah, it's a it was a it was a weird summer overall. And I was, you know, we were. I was listening back to our um, our wager show, um, which was pretty fun, mainly because we had all these different <laughs> ideas of what was going to yeah, happen yeah, this summer. Wild ideas. Although I did make a big point of saying I can't wait to see Chef because I feel as it's just going to be like the most delightful film and all of uh, it, and that completely came true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And, you, just, um, like, you just dropped the gauntlet, Maxwell. What were your top three moments of the year? All right, so this is difficult, and right. I'm purposely now going back through my head and picking moments from movies that none of you mentioned. Um, so <laughs> uh, number three, the closing credits of 22 Jump Street, wherein they envision all potential oh. future sequels, That's a great uh, which thing. I thought was just really clever and, and uh, uh, funny. Um, number two, and this is a big spoiler, if you haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon 2, the scene where Toothless basically becomes possessed and kills Hiccup's father was unexpectedly uh, emotional for me. I kind of broke down in the theater and lost control, and it was just a beautiful and sort of shocking moment. And I think it made that film 
uh, transcend just being a kid's film. And yeah, I, I had that loot. I had that moment too, and I was like, "That's kind of a downer." So I'm happy. It's a downer. <laughs> it had such an effect on me that I couldn't miss it. Uh, and then my number one moment, and I'm kind of surprised no one said this: uh, the Quicksilver uh, escape sequence from X Men: Days of Future Past, set to "Time in a Bottle," which I thought was just superb, and and you know maybe the best action sequence of the summer, maybe. It's uh, it'll come up in the feedback. I can tell you that right now, and it, it was another one that like I considered. But yeah, it, I, it, yeah, I considered it also. I think it's more of we were just warmer to the other movies that we picked that kind of left it out. Yeah, I mean, maybe if one of you had mentioned, it, I wouldn't have. But like I said, I tried to pick moments from movies none of you guys had already mentioned to spread the love. So that's those are the results. Woo! Um, Do I really get a prize? Oh my! Yeah, God. you get a prize. Yeah, everyone gets a prize. Oh my goodness! When you when I see you, that'll be the best time for you to get you a prize. <laughs> you can pay for my my flights. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that is that is the result of the wager. Going over it again, it went Alan, Jose, or no, Alan, Abe, Jose, uh, Mark, Jordan, myself, and then Maxwell. <laughs> so. <laughs> This is fun to keep track of, though, uh, throughout the summer. I know, Mark, you, yeah. you kept keeping track of it, too, because it's kind of what was happening with the, the top ten. Yeah, before Guardians came out, I was doing pretty good. Yeah, every every week it, it you know upset a new ranking in the top ten. <laughs> right, and I was kind of thinking, you know, we actually, we, we keep saying about how, like, we all picked, our number ten pick was bad, I think, for all of us. So it didn't really matter whether you were you know, really far off or just barely, like picking Neighbors as my number 10, even though it barely made it, does, does me no good. I might as well have picked Tammy or or Blended or something because it didn't it didn't do me any favors. Was, yeah. uh, was that number 10 until Turtles came? Yes. Yeah. It, it, literally the week before Labor Day, Turtles needed to make a certain amount of money to replace Neighbors as the in the top 10. Uh, uh, neighbors was funny. Yeah. It was. <laughs> I liked exactly one scene in Turtles. The elevator? Beatbox yeah. scene? Yes! Oh, the elevator. <laughs> so good. It's I wanted like more of that. Beatboxing scene. <laughs> looking at the tens, actually, only Jose got points for his ten choice because all of us had zeros for the number ten spot. Well, Jose had 22 jump street. When you get down to the bottom of the list and there's so many like potential stragglers, it can be hard to sort of pick which one. Yeah, like you wouldn't think Edge of Tomorrow was going to be nowhere to be found. Here. Right. <laughs> oh, seriously. And yet it ended up being so freaking awesome. Yeah. And Live, I Repeat is a better title, may I just say. I mean, all you need is Kill is like the best. That would have been, yeah, <laughs> if, they, if they stuck with that, that would, I would have been all for it. But I guess it might have marketing something. Just overthink things. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get into some feedback, Aaron? Just keep on rolling with this top three summer movies? Yeah, we can do that. Let's go into it. Let's do some not now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go over the various questions and answers that we got on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. And we asked oh, just two questions this week, but they reflect the kind of summer uh, summer movie standings. And with that said, you guys can feel free to add your own you know, answers as well. But, Abe, you want to start this one off? Absolutely. So, again, we asked uh, our listeners uh, what their top three films of the summer were. Um, and friend show, Brandon Peters writes Guardians of the Galaxy, Edge of Tomorrow. And down the planet of the apes. Not really sure if Snowpiercer counts uh, if, in what you're going for here. And yeah, of course it does. I can count it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, April writes Guardians of the Galaxy, Edge of Tomorrow, and Down the Planet of the Apes. 
Uh, Shelly writes, uh, what April said, but I haven't seen How to Train Your Dragon 2 yet. Um, Jeanette writes, Hunter Foot Journey, How to Train Your Dragon 2, and Boyhood. Uh, Eric writes, uh, Guardians Training Until Dawn. Nice. <laughs> Very succinct. Uh, Lewis writes Guardians of the Galaxy for sure. Uh, friend of the show, Leia Ducey, has How to Train Your Dragon 2, Guardians, and Snowpiercer. And friend of the show, Scott Mendelson, writes offhand, How to Train Your Dragon 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Snowpiercer. And then Mike Jones has Godzilla, Guardians, and hopefully Green Inferno. I think he's doing that just for the alliteration. But um, <laughs> Green Inferno, that's the uh, Eli Roth film that is right now in, in like hell because the studio stuff is making that release fairly impossible to take place. So I don't know if we're ever going to see Green Inferno this year. Or even next year, we'll find out, I guess. Um, Edbury has Guardians, Guardians, and Guardians as his top three <laughs> of the summer. <laughs> I think people really like that movie, guys. Seems like it. <laughs> Tyler has Guardians, The Purge, Anarchy, and Edge of Tomorrow. Have not seen Boyhood yet. I have a feeling that would replace one of those movies. Um, <laughs> Bob has... Hey, probably The Purge. Bob has Edge of Tomorrow, Guardians of the Galaxy, and How to Train Your Dragon 2. Danny, all of these have Guardians, almost. Guardian, uh, Danny has Guardians, Edge of Tomorrow, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, honorable mention for X-Men. Justin has Guardians for sure, Edge of Tomorrow, and I liked TMNT. I know you'll hate that, but I liked it. I don't hate you, Justin. Er- you Aaron fun. hate it, right. <laughs> if you had fun, you had fun, just like I did. Doesn't mean I need to see it more times. Haven't seen many others yet, Snowpiercer, Apes, Boyhood, uh, and The Signal he really wants to see, and I certainly recommend him doing that. Both of you. Anybody. Um, and he also asked, does Ghostbusters count? It was in theaters. Of course. Yeah. I'm gonna allow it. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Manish has Guardians, Edge of Tomorrow, and Lucy slash Begin Again. Um, oh, and- you know, actually, that reminds me. Uh, one of my picks that I loved, one of the moments of the summer, was that part where the instruments start playing themselves as I Dan. Ima- that. Yeah, Dan imagines Greta's acoustic number with musical support. I I could really like that. It's a good moment. Yeah. Uh, Jake Man has Boyhood. Can't really come up with two more as far as I as far as stuff I saw in theater this summer, but Boyhood. I mean, that's an excellent bit. Yep. Yeah. And then we uh, asked, uh, let's hear about some favorite movie moments of this summer. And Brandon writes, "Time in a Bottle," Escape from uh, Days of Future Past. So there you go, Maxwell. Yes. Um, Carl writes, "Tilda Swinton in a Snowpiercer with her <laughs> so just her teeth <laughs> and a shoe on her head." Uh, <laughs> April writes, I'm going to need that guy's eye. That's a great pick. <laughs> that is, if I was going to pick one moment from Snowpiercer, it would probably be the classroom scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I yep. think is the scene that sort of really sells the allegory that the film is going for. And Allison Pill, in like her eight-minute role, just nails it. And I love that scene. Uh, it's so bizarre like with the eggs and everything. People. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So bizarre with the eggs there. <laughs> Moving along, Mike has Godzilla winning. I like that. Is, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> nuclear infernos. Just throw it there. Just like a, like one of the few like scream and cheer and pump up your fist moments of the summer. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> and then Peter, the usher is like, be quiet. There's children. You're like, you can't stop me. Fuck yeah, again. You can't even find me in the theater. <laughs> Tyler writes when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ended. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Manish writes the breakout from jail in Guardians of the Galaxy so he's going to need some guy's leg um, and lastly Jason has the awesome fun scene and fake posters in 22 Jump Street uh, ending credits Yeah. so yeah thanks for the feedback guys uh, do you guys have a favorite like move like if you had a single one movie from the summer do you have a favorite a single yeah. favorite movie 
kind of like a toss-up between Boyhood and How You Train or uh, uh, Guards of the Galaxy. I've seen both like twice. Yeah, I'd be torn between Boyhood and Snowpiercer. And then in terms of like popcorn summer fun movies, Guardians. Off the top of my head, probably Guardians. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. It's the movie everyone can agree on. What about you, Blockbuster. Uh, besides Boyhood and Snowpiercer, um, I, mm, I, I'd go How to Train Your Dragon too. I think probably. But, yeah. Go for it. A lot of good movies this summer. It was, yeah, it was, just, it was oh. a it was a solid summer. <laughs> Surprised me a little bit there. I, you know, I I still don't know what I'm going to do with my list at the end of the year. I, I love Boyhood, Guardians, and Snowpiercer. I loved all three of those. I, actually, this was a really good summer. I thought. I, I know there's been a lot of talk about how, as far as box office, it didn't perform. But as far as entertainment value, I definitely had quite a few films I liked a lot. So those those all three of those would be at the top somewhere. I definitely hear what you're saying, and I mean. In front of the show, Scott Mendelson will be first to say this summer was never really going to be about making huge tons of money because there just weren't many like super huge franchise films coming out that you know had the potential to make billions of dollars in the same way that Avengers will next summer or Star Wars will in the uh, in the winter. But uh, not not that we're box office experts, clearly based mm-hmm. on these results. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but do you guys guys think if there were a few less. You know, not huge, but like almost huge movies, like a new one coming out each week that certain ones would have played a little longer. Or do you think in this day and age, movies just can't play long anymore, except for the rare one like Guardians? I, I think it just comes down to positioning of how these releases came out. I think something like Edge of Tomorrow just got lost in the shuffle. Same with Powder Junior Dragon 2, for that matter, as well. I think that just there was a lot of front loading in May and June, um, which led July and August to be pretty open season for whatever happened to be taking you know the like something like dawn of the planet of the apes while wasn't like a breakout hit necessarily so it did make more than a rise and it just had a very clear time to do so because it came out like mid-july and then there was nothing else coming out except guardians afterwards to really you know counter it in terms of making money so meanwhile something like like godzilla um which again made its money and had a huge opening weekend but you know it got washed away in the following weeks by x-men and then about maleficent and it was just so crowded. It's why it was hard for movies to kind of sustain. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how much I said. Uh, I don't know how they count summer money, but there was a couple of bigger-ish movies um, right on the outside. Did they? Does Cap money count for summer? It's not a summer movie. <laughs> okay, so I figured no. So there's that, and then Divergent did pretty decent. Well, Lego Movie is the biggest example there too. I mean, Lego, right. Lego Movie, then, um, one movie of last year. And we have a Hunger Games movie coming. And, and it's be- also going to clean up. And before oh. before Guardians, Captain America was the biggest movie of the year, like in terms of domestic box office. Like that that didn't change until Guardians finally. You know, I think the year will recover, though. I mean, Mockingjay, Interstellar, and The Hobbit will all probably flirt or pass three hundred. For sure, the Hunger Games. I think that's gonna that might be the number one film of the year. But yeah. uh, Hobbit, I don't know. I, I feel like it's it's lost its luster a little bit. I'm not sure how how much people are anticipating. I mean, I know it's going to be a hit, but I, I don't know if it'll do over 300. That seems a little high. I think it's po- very. I possible. think for being the for being the final entry, I think it will. Two Towers didn't make well, as much as Fellowship. That's maybe. true. There is yeah, that. The second one did make 260, so it wasn't like so far off. I don't know. It, I, you could be right, but... Interstellar, I'm so looking forward to that. 
There's something too with um, Brad Pitt that's coming out. The Fury. Fury. Fury that's that yeah. looks kind of interesting too. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying it's going to be like the the biggest hit, but I think it might do quite well. I was wrong, by the way. Two Towers made more than Fellowship, but I mean, it's. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I. Well, I think one thing if we're discussing box office, we have to just touch on briefly is that from ten years ago when the the original Lord of the Rings movies have come out, the paradigm has really shifted to domestic box office is increasingly less important. The studios are now caring far more about overseas dollars. Oh, and yeah. these Hobbit movies yeah. are making billions of dollars, and so they barely care about how it does in the U.S. Or How to Train Your Dragon 2 did okay here, but it made a total of $600 million worldwide, which is a ton of money for a movie to make. Even oh, if it's yeah. tomorrow, which still costs too much to begin with, but it did, you know, it did make, it made 364 worldwide, which isn't like, you know, amazing. But when you call it a flop, it's like, well, it didn't necessarily flop. It's just yeah, people don't for, don't consider how much money they're making overseas because that didn't used to be a huge factor. Mm-hmm. But all these markets are expanding now. China, Japan, especially in the East, the movies oh, are doing huge. China, the business in China is actually changing storylines. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is. They're actually rewriting yeah. scripts in order to favorably. Uh, you know, cater to China. I mean, it's, that's, it's actually, that's the only reason Transformers takes place there is right. because not to give a history lesson, but the Chinese government picks and chooses what movies show in their screens. So if you use the government of China as a financial partner in the creation of your film, <laughs> such as Iron Man three or Transformers four, you're going to play there. And Transformers four broke box office records in China, it made ton more money there than it did here. And now they've got to watch out for those Dinobots in the forest. Yep. Yeah, they really screwed yeah. themselves over with that. <laughs> They're tame now. Optimus tamed them. See what you, what you get when you let Michael Bay in your country? <laughs> Did you guys have a kind of like a pleasant surprise of the summer? I had a lot of fun with Hercules, like way more than I thought would. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow was definitely my pleasure. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. I'd say Edge of see, I, don't see, I mean, I see it as a, I guess because it was as good as it was, maybe it's a bit of a surprise, but I, I, I always thought I was going to enjoy that movie. but Yeah, I didn't. Um. <laughs> I was I was pretty indifferent, and I was like, "Oh, this is awesome." I can say I can say I was I was slightly disappointed that Days of Future Past wasn't the X Men movie I was hoping. Well, it I, was. I think you and I both agree about that. I mean, it's not it's hard to be disappointed. Like I was more because I was always on the fence about the fact that there were so many mutants, and that wasn't the thing to pride itself on. But that ended up not being my issue with the movie. So I guess I was surprised that I was had issues with it for other reasons other than the one that I was <laughs> expecting, which wasn't an issue. <laughs> I have to say I was really surprised by how good Guardians of the Galaxy was. I mean, I expected it to be, you know, enjoyable, but I didn't expect it to be, like, possibly my favorite film of the year. I mean, it really it captivated me a lot. And then the other one, too, I kind of liked a lot uh, in a different level, but uh, Lucy. I didn't expect mm-hmm. – I didn't even really – wasn't even anticipating that film at all. And I actually <laughs> – I kind of enjoyed that movie, but kind of in a snarky in way. In a tongue but, and G kind of way, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I was laughing a lot. I mean, those scenes, like she's being stalked by the people, and then they're showing scenes in the outback with the – I mean, it was just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, like Aaron, Aaron was bringing it up to He's like, yeah, I don't know why they're cutting so many, so many scenes from Samsara in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they bought them from Samsara. I was like, what is going on here? And they, <laughs> Wait, it was when like she's all... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, when she's all dressed up in her little mini skirt, and then she's meeting Lucy, the Australopithecus, <laughs> and they're touching fingers like the Sistine Chapel, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so bizarre. My favorite moment from that movie is the cops sitting outside that building as all the gangsters run in. 
and then, like, within the same frame, I'm just like, do you guys not see, like, 50 gangsters just running into this building? You guys are just like, what, do we have enough bullets? I don't know. Was, <laughs> we need a riff place. tracks on that movie. I'm telling you, that would be classic. There are I'll some people... Put that on the list. Lucy yeah. for commentary. It'll be on the list. <laughs> I think it's brilliant, though, so... <laughs> I don't want to mess with those guys. Oh, I, gotta... I think... Is it this month or next month they're doing Anaconda as a riff tracks? Oh, my gosh. That, Anaconda, I'm sorry, is one of like my... That's like one of our favorite uh, mom movie uh, reviews. That is one of my guilty pleasures, is Anaconda. See, I um, like Anaconda. Like, oh, I, I love John Voight in that film. I like it in the way where it's hard for me to like make, to watch someone make fun of it because I like the movie too much. <laughs> right. But, but if somebody tells me they hate Anaconda, I kind of go, okay, yeah, I get it. But I, I still love it. I don't think when you do a riff tracks on a movie, you actually hate it, though. <laughs> I agree, yeah, but it's just there's a level of, like, how much do I need to make fun of this movie? Like, I can do that myself kind of thing for movies that I already have an admiration for as opposed to something, you know, actually, like, like Ed Wood stuff or something. Aaron, you know I saw the riff tracks for Godzilla. That was really enjoyable. Well, and yeah, well, that movie's and terrible. <laughs> it is a terrible. It is a terrible movie, and I didn't even like it, but I, I enjoyed – they're really good at what they do. I'd like to just say uh, something very quickly. Snakes up to this peak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I can say I was surprised by the the amount of quality change I felt in How to Train Your Dragon 2 from How to Train Your Dragon 1, as I know myself and I believe Mark, Mark and I were both not as high on the first How to Train Your Dragon as as a majority of you guys are. But, was, but you yeah. still liked it, right? No, yeah, I like How to Train Your Dragon, yeah, but I, right, I, I liked it too. But while, while I expected to like too, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Um, well, th those is... flying sequences are really stunning, too. I mean, I know every year we, we up the ante in terms of animation, but that really was ex some really extraordinary stuff. I was really amazed by it. I don't need to get into how surprised I was by the amount of hate towards Spider-Man 2, but that's, you know, <laughs> that's a different topic. My hate? Hate in general. Or in, in general. general. Yeah. See, Dave, none of us were surprised by Million Dollar Arm making no money, except Dave, I guess. <laughs> I thought that uh, that's thought a love that, yeah. thought South Asia, Asia was going to help me out there, but guess even when when I remember that show and A picked it, and you're like, "What?" Like you're almost talking him think, out of it on the show. Said, what? I was like, "Trust me, guys, I know what I'm talking about." What else? What other things can we talk about? I still recommend Hercules because The Rock throws a horse at one point. Yeah, <laughs> and other things happened. They were it's, fun. That movie got kind of good reviews too. Yeah, yeah, it got, yeah, it did. It got, I mean, it got killed by the marketing because I think everybody's expecting. I was expecting kind of a dreary, kind of not fun movie, and I just ended up having way more fun than. than I don't I know. I was kind of expecting an over-the-top crazy movie <laughs> featuring giant monsters, but that's just the first ten five minutes of the movie, and so you got yeah. none of that. <laughs> the credits for that movie are actually really fun. That kind of gives you the backstory of oh yeah a little i don't know animation. how to throw i don't know how to throw in something about step up all in but i can just say step up all in is one of the best movies of the summer that's all i need to really is add that to out that. of theaters because I, I, oh, yeah. I think i missed it oh i'm so yeah, sad yeah. i'll catch so, it later just aaron briefly what what is the appeal of these step up movies for you i know you love them it's not a matter. It's not about loving. Although I, I would say 3D and this all in are just they're superb at what they're trying to do. And the franchise as a whole is not a franchise that I love. It's just more of I appreciate what it's doing because it feels like it's accomplishing its goal. And while I appreciate movies like X Men or Slight, for example, 
I can't say that I felt Days of Future Past accomplished its its goal entirely. Uh, so, and what is the goal? I mean, like choreography. It's, and, chore- and- it's choreography mixed and just the kind of putting that on the screen in a way that I haven't seen it before and making it very making it not only coherent but just be- enjoyable. I, basically, I don't I don't think you're the biggest fan of musicals. Right, you're not you're not a big fan of them. I don't think. I mean, not that you dislike them, but I'm very I'm picky about them. You, I don't. I don't. You didn't. I, don't, I mean, I don't, here, I don't here's a case in point. You didn't see Moulin Rouge for like ten years, and that was like, you know, a huge hit. So, it's interesting that you're such a big fan of the Step Up movies because I think of those as like kind of mu- like musicals in a way. I, I think honestly, I think of them as action movies. That's kind of how I picture them. Oh, okay. It, it just requires. It's a it's a matter of. It's more modern. The, the but... highlight of your movie is, you know, these elaborate choreographed sequences that, you know, depending on how they're filmed, makes it worthwhile. And have, that's... have you seen uh, either the original or the remake of Footloose? Yeah, I've seen both, and I like both. Both? I love both. Okay. Okay. No, well, that's, I, I, that's consistent. I, I saw Footloose fairly recently, the original Footloose fairly recently, actually, and I was surprised that nobody told me how good the movie actually is. I, just, <laughs> I, I had an image of what it was based off the scenes that are parodied so much. But See, like, oh, yeah. I mean, that was a huge hit, so I don't know why someone had to tell you that. No, yeah, like no one's ever emphasized the fact that it's a good movie. They just emphasize like. But that's that was a hit like Flashdance or Saturday Night Fever. Or... See, Flashdance is not a good movie though. <laughs> like I don't, I don't right. consider that a good movie. Saturday Night Fever is a fantastic. Movie. There is sort of a <laughs> there is something to Flashdance though. It's got good music and it does. It's filmed. Adrian Lyne films it very. It's very. I don't know what the word for it is. He, he's a good. He films it well. Like it's very glossy. Oh yeah, it's it's that '80s gloss that the same with it's like, '80s uh, gloss, and it, it looks nice. It's a well filmed. It looks like a you know a rich looking movie. I mean, it doesn't the, look cheap. It's the same with a movie like Top Gun, both Jerry Bruckheimer productions, and I don't like right, Top right. Gun either. But I feel like they have that that flash that I can see why it's a hit to begin with. Right. Um, for whatever reason, I really responded to Footloose. I'm like, yeah, all right, <laughs> good movie. And then I really like the because I like Craig Brewer, the director for Footloose. He did Black Snake Moan and uh, Hustle and Flow movies. I adore. So I'm like, all right, he's doing a Footloose remake. How's this go? And it's like, I wouldn't say it's perfect or like a great movie, but at the same time, I'm like, I appreciate this. I see what he did. Like, I like it. The Footloose remake is where I discovered Miles Teller. Miles Teller, him. exactly. Yes. Oh, he's, the, yeah, the, he's the Chris Penn part, right? Yes, correct, yeah. Right. But I mean, musical is – what topic are we on? Musicals. <laughs> um, like, there's a, lot of, there's a lot I really love. There's a lot of dis- – it's more of – it's probably the – it's one of the genres I have the – I have the biggest issue with tolerance. Like, if I'm in it, I'm in it. But if I'm not, I'm not. So something like West Side Story, I absolutely love. Something like Sound of Music's like, all right, this is this is long. Like, I appreciate what you're doing here, but my God, this is this is still going. Um, Sweeney Todd, I love. Like, there's it's just it's a very case by case basis. Rent, right, oh right. God. <laughs> Action movies are kind of like that too, you know. Um, I, I I when I reviewed Hercules, I talked about how I love the um, Rush Hour movies. Well, at least the first two. Yeah. Because that's all about Jackie Chan doing crazy stuff and doing all these crazy choreography. It's not the greatest movie, but if you're on board with Jackie Chan, then you can have fun with that. Yeah, they're chemistry, whether or not they're... Chris Tucker, of course. Also. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, I get where you're coming from with that. And the step-up movies are fun. There's a I I'm a, I love so you think you can dance. And since the probably the third one, there's a lot of alums on there, and that's it's just a neat thing for me too when I, I watch those. I watched that show too, actually. <laughs> It's a good show. It's probably the, my but I, what my I do is I, I I record it and I fast forward through. I literally watch it in twenty minutes. I don't even li- listen. <laughs> oh, yeah, to, just the just the dancing. I don't listen yeah. to the judges. I, that Mary Murphy like gives me a headache. But <laughs> but the dancing, I just fast forward. I watch the dance and then go to the next one. Watch the dance and it's like it's really a good. I mean, if you just watch that, they're very talented. Oh yeah, 
yeah. to bring it back to where the step up thing was, I didn't really think that. <laughs> I don't think I finished up the step up. But, so... um, but it's a mix. Like it's not like I'm acknowledge. I'm saying they, these movies have like acting you're not seeing because you don't see these movies and storylines that just make you go mad crazy. But at the same time, it's like in between those dance sequences. I'm laughing because there are ludicrous things that happen and the characters are like very broad and over the top or not very well acted, but makes it more entertaining because of that. There's just, it's something, it's like the gefilte fish of movies. I mean, it's just very, <laughs> very much a, a taste that you can either get for it or not. Uh, but w- that combined with, especially for two, three, and this latest one, the direction in these movies is fantastic. Like the, the amount of care that goes into portraying, showing off these choreo- choreographed sequences of like skilled dancers doing their stuff, it's really well done, and that for whatever reason, like just makes a thing go off in my head that says I like this a lot. So. It's good to hear that the direction kind of came back because after John Chu left for the fourth one, yeah, uh, that one's okay. Yeah, um, no, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a big disappointment. Yeah. yeah, but he was doing interesting stuff on the LXD at the time, so that was that was okay. Which I recommend to if if everybody enjoys if anybody enjoys the Step Up movies, go. I think it's probably still on Hulu. It's a web but series the, called LX, the League of Extraordinary Dancers. That, uh, yeah, and there's some really interesting, basically a bunch of short films, uh, short kind of dance videos, but there's some really, really good um, episodes in there. What comedies came out that we liked this summer? That's another question I had. Cause I, I liked Neighbors. We, we talked about Neighbors, yeah, Neighbors, which I liked quite a bit, too. 22 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street. I actually was one of the few people that enjoyed A Million Ways to Die in the West. There was moments. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm at with it. Twenty. <laughs> I laughed a lot. I laughed quite a bit in it, actually. I, I didn't get to see a lot of art house or indie stuff this summer. But well, is I, there any indie comedies that? Yeah, because the trip to Italy's movie I consider to be the funniest of the year for me. Like I love that oh, I see. movie a lot. Uh, I still have to see that. Because Frank's not like a comedy. It's a comedy, but it's oh, it's, it's offbeat, and I really like Frank a lot. It's, but I wouldn't say it's like because of how hilarious I found it to be. So I've had people tell me that they thought Calvary was a comedy. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean Expendables three was hilarious. That's for sure. <laughs> when is it not hilarious? Get to the chopper. I heard that he says that like four times. No, he says like he says chopper twice. Yeah, <laughs> just to make sure that you heard it. People want to make fun of Willis for saying he wanted too much money. He, you know what he did? He avoided being in Expendables three. <laughs> so good, <laughs> good, good on him. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody watched it, but the Fluffy movie was pretty good. That was a the Gabriel Iglesias Gabriel Iglesias concert movie. Yeah, it's a good set. And uh, is it all concert stuff, or is does he have like is there like so light stuff? It actually starts with a little. It's it starts with kind of a short film detailing kind of how he got into comedy and it's this he has this really uh this funny kid watching eddie murphy raw i think on like a vhs and kind of it's like a mini film about his childhood and leads into just um his performance in in san francisco so it's all one show they came together was pretty amusing yeah that that, that, was that summer yeah it was that was a couple of weeks ago i I mean i Where's my thing on it? As I saw Sometime it. Sometime in like, July. I, don't I saw it way. Oh, yeah, I saw it end of June. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I thought it was one of those movies where the sort of like the parts were better than the the whole, but it was pretty consistently funny. Oh, I yeah, I love they came together. I've been, trying, I've been champing that for weeks on end. The movie. I, I really like David Wayne's uh, sense sort of humor. Of sense of humor. Yeah, I've been a fan since Stella. I don't know if any of you guys have seen yeah. that. 
Well, I mean, not since uh, the state, like since we, like yeah, I I love the state, but I saw the state after I saw after Stella. Saw Stella. Yeah, and Stella is so weird. I just love it. Or like Wet Hot American Summer. That'd be easy. Yeah, that, that's you know that's still his best movie probably. But I do like Role Models. I like Role Models. I think more. I think I like that the most actually. Yeah, role Models is a little more mainstream than yeah. his other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the ten and and wet hot and they came together are sort of <laughs> like experiments in absurdism, whereas role models has like a beginning, middle, and end. And Wanderlust was okay. Yeah, it's got its moments. Aaron uh, Aaron introduced me to one segment in the ten, which oh, I still be, find uh, hilarious. The cat scan machine segment <laughs> yeah. with Leaf Schreiber. With Leaf Schreiber. That scene is amazing. Slays me. I'm gonna watch it after we finish this. Let's get some. <laughs> let's get some really early. <laughs> Thoughts on next year's summer because I pulled just pulled that up right now. Oh I'm gonna go May, but I'm not saying to rank them, Abe. Ah. Um, and we we've already dis- we've already disqualified you from saying Avengers could be a number one movie for any other year in our summer gamble wagers. Uh, <laughs> so you're so you're stuck with uh, Ted too, I guess. Yes. Uh, here we go. Here's here. I'm just gonna read like month the months. Okay, so here's May. May has Avengers: Age of Ultron, something called Don't Mess with Texas with Reese Witherspoon and <laughs> Sofia Vergara. Um, I... The match made in heaven, right there. It's an funniest action... movie of the year. It's an action oh, know, comedy. Right it's the it's the heat of of southwestern <laughs> comedies. Um, <laughs> Bad Max Fury Road, oh. Pitch Perfect Deuce, yes. Um, Spy, which is the Paul Feig movie with Melissa McCarthy and Jason Statham, the second best comedic <laughs> team up of the year. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tomorrowland, the very secret Brad Bird project oh. of George Clooney and um, Judy Greer. With David, if everyone's favorite David, David Lindelof scripting that one, although of the leftovers, it's really a really pick things up for him. I'd say. Um, let's see, Insidious Chapter Three, which oh, is a pre- which, which, which is a prequel. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, something called Monster Trucks, which already sounds amazing. It's an animated movie um, from Chris Wedge. I think he did Ice Age movies. Yeah. Um, front with Jane Levy from was it was that a suburgatory Jane Levy yeah now canceled but yes now canceled yeah uh, Lucas Till Amy Ryan uh, Rob Lowe Danny Glover who's still not too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> and a bunch of others monster trucks all right is it like cars but they're just talking monster saying, trucks it's actually, yeah it's, it's a prequel to planes fire and rescue the words Jeff Foxworthy okay um, <laughs> and then let's see Untitled Cameron Co Project I think that's a a, a Ridley Scott film. Uh, no. um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this has Bradley Cooper, Emma Stone, Rachel McAdams, Alec Baldwin, Bill Murray, John Krasinski, Danny McBride, Jay Burrage. That's an amazing cast for this camera yeah. project. Count me in. So that's May. Yep. Um, there you go for that. So what's the what's the Memorial Day weekend? Is that Tomorrowland and Spy? I guess. Yeah. Here's June. June we have Boo Bureau of Otherworldly Operations with Seth Rogen and Melissa McCarthy and Bill Murray. That's another animated DreamWorks okay. movie. And then we have San Andreas with Wayne the D is silent, the Rock Johnson. So Jose will be on for that. Part. That's finally the GTA movie. San Andreas, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. I, I, I do. I, I, he's CJ. I, I get a. Yeah, you're CJ. Yeah, the Rock is the CJ. Rock is CJ. <laughs> that's that's after you go to the gym and ride your bike for three hours and do everything, and then that's he's CJ. Yeah, yeah. I, I do get like a half second like glint of like, is that the GTA movie? Then <laughs> uh, we have let's see. Then we have Entourage, which Mark Wahlberg announced on the MTV Movie Awards this year that it would be the number one film of next summer. So look forward to that. <laughs> All right, I look forward to that one. It's like the Avengers, except uh, with douchebags teaming up to uh, do blowing <laughs> women. It's gonna be great, you guys. Say and Billy Bob Thornton. 
<laughs> I guarantee it'll be the broiest movie of the summer. I hope they go to the club called Ann Jeremy Piven. <laughs> That's the original. Nah, he's come see Entourage. You get a free bottle of Axe Body Spray on the way out. And a Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Only one bottle? Um, the Fantastic Four uh, film um, with uh, with this uh, with this amazing cast and Kate amazing Mara. Cast. And Kate Mara. Uh, Miles Seller, Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> Jamie Bell. <laughs> and Toby Kebbell. Koba himself as Dr. Doom. Rock and roll it himself. Um, Inside Out, that's the new Pixar film. Yes, finally. Uh, and then Ted 2, which I believe is just Seth MacFarlane talking to the audience. <laughs> that's my Ted talk joke. Uh, so that's Hilarious. June. I thought it was. Um, then in July, we have Terminator Genesis. Genesis. Is that really how they're spelling that? Genesis, yeah. They're not going to change it. I'm calling it Genesis. I'm going to call it Terminator Streets of Rage 2. <laughs> uh, then there's Magic Mike XXL. I'm very excited for that one. I am too. I mean, Soderbergh's not directing it, but he's editing it and operating the camera, so he's basically and directing Greg, it. Greg Jacobs is directing it. He's, he's always involved in Soderbergh stuff. So. I'm interested to see how uh, Channing Tatum's writing. Because he, he wrote. He's, he's that, right? So he's part of the screenplay, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I mean... I didn't think there was more territory to explore in the horrible bosses world, but we're getting that sequel. So Magic Mike 2 seems like a no-brainer to me. <laughs> um, then we have Minions. Jesus. Okay, so July the 1st. <laughs> uh, you know, Min- Minions is the week after. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like Terminator, Minions, and Magic Mike. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Minions. Something uh, for everybody that weekend. Then uh, Ant-Man and, um, and, the, Intriguing. and the Joe Wright version of Peter Pan just called Pan with bald Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that should be good. Joe Wright's rocking an epic mustache. Yeah. Uh, then we have Trainwreck. That's the new Jed Apatow film with Amy Schumer. Who also wrote I'm excited for that. A, a Poltergeist I'm remake. I'm excited if it's under two hours. <laughs> I love Amy Schumer. Her show is amazing. It is, yeah. I agree. Poltergeist remake with Sam Rockwell, Jared Harris, Rosemary DeWitt. All right. It's hard not to be somewhat interested in a movie with that cast. Directed Even... by Gil Cannon, who I believe did Monster House, if I'm not he mistaken. He did do Monster House. So he's doing Poltergeist. That's amazing. <laughs> he's basically remaking his own movie. Yeah. <laughs> Monster House wasn't... Is that the animated one from a few years back? Is that what yeah, I'm thinking? That's, 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 no, that's, that's like Steve Buscemi's house comes alive. Yeah. It's like one of the great Halloween movies of modern times. It came out like after Polar Express, but before Beowulf. It was, still, But it's not a Robert Zemeckis film, but it's still in that kind of motion cap phase where it's like, this is kind of working. Yeah. But that movie's really good. That's, Fun, that's, yeah. that's the sad part. Yeah, that was one of the, I walked into that randomly with some friends, and I had the best time. Then, then we also have Pixels. This is the Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Peter Dinklage starring adaptation of the like the five-minute short film that you can find on YouTube about like asteroids and other arcade games invading a real city. <laughs> we'll see. Um, directed by Chris Columbus. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that. Oh, uh, Chris Columbus. Then we have Grimsby. Um, with Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm. Um, let's see. No Something called Paper Towns. Uh, oh, that's, that's an adaptation that's... of a book. That's a book? It's a John Green novel, so he did The Fault in Our Stars, so ah, that might be... got it. Okay. Yes. And yeah. then, supposedly, the point... They're still threatening us with the Point Break remake. <laughs> with, uh, now with Edgar Ramirez, um, the random... I like guy. I lo- Yeah, I really like Edgar Ramirez. I'd love to see him as Doctor Strange, but that doesn't seem to be happening. Sadly. Um, and then in August we have Michael Fassbender's Assassin's Creed. Oh my! It's weird. I forgot about that. For the <laughs> first That's ever still a thing, isn't it? We'll see. Yeah. Um, then we have Goosebumps, which I'm actually yes. looking forward to with I Jack think Black. 
the concept for that is actually brilliant mm-hmm. and steel. I don't want to say steals because no one broke into my house or my brain, but <laughs> I had the basically the same concept, but instead of about R.L. Stein about David Lynch, wherein David Lynch's creations escape his mind and take over the real world. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, Cause that's basically what the, the like R.L. Stein is a character in the, in the goosebumps movie, which I think is a really clever way to go about it. Then we have the man from Uncle, or U N C L E, with from Guy Ritchie, which also stars Superman and the Lone Ranger. <laughs> oh, really? TV oh. remake of Man from Uncle. Wasn't that going to be like Soderbergh and George Clooney for a while too? For a yes. While. For the I Man mean, from I Uncle. Haven't, I haven't seen Army Hammer in a while. He's been busy. He's been. Yeah. He's been he's trying. Been, he's, he's been. been he's been saving the Wild West. No, he's been. Yeah. Well, he's been writing scripts for Lone Ranger too. He's been really trying. <laughs> <you know? laughs> he's been lowing, laying low long enough for people to forget the Lone Ranger. His his twin's been around though. He's been doing things. <laughs> Wait, so he has to be in companies. that with Henry Cavill after he was supposed to be Superman, or was that my thinking of something else? No, Army Hammer was supposed to be Superman in the. Yeah. Uh, just the, he was, was he Batman? Oh no, who's supposed to be Batman? Who's supposed okay. to be Superman? Oh, that's. Shoot. Not Brandon Routh. I remember the Flash was going to be Adam Brody. Yeah. OC, and they were going to do the uh, the Black Green Lantern with. Wasn't it going to be um, Common? I believe so. Yes, I think that's. I can't remember who Superman was going to be. Oh, we get there. Okay. Uh, we also we also have Straight Out of Compton, which looks better and better to me every time I see things about. It. Now it's I didn't know it was directed by F. Gary Gray, which makes perfect sense in my eyes. But there you go. Yeah, of course. Is that's... Ice Cube's son in that? Or yeah, Ice, Ice Cube's son plays Ice, young Ice Cube in that movie. Don't play so... Ice Cube? Yeah. Um, it's great. And something called Me Before You, which is some drama. Uh, Sinister 2. They're going to have a Sinister 2? Of course they are. Made money. It's a horror movie. Horror movies need to make like $1 and then get a sequel. Well, I was like, <laughs> how does the story progress? She did away with everybody. There's more Sinister stuff happening, uh, Abe. What are you talking about? There was a uh, ring to <laughs> Straight to video, right? I wish I called nope. Sinister. Sinister. <laughs> yeah, that's it for August. Okay, so that's, that's that. Interesting. Yeah, so that's What's summer next year. What's interesting is that there seems to be less big movies in this summer, but the big ones are bigger. Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm not because I'm discounting like Fast and Furious 2 is the beginning of April. Or Fast and Furious 2. Fast and Furious 7 is the beginning of April. That's going to be a tragedy to watch. I don't know if I could take it. Yeah. But like, what's the big thing in 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 summer of uh 2015 besides Avengers? Like, what else? Ant Man, I guess by default because it's a Marvel movie. Oh, maybe it's summer 2016. That's 20 like... 2016 is the one that's like loaded now. Yeah. Maybe. Or even just back. or just the rest of um the of rest of, of 2015 with Star Wars in December now and things like that. Mocking J two. Mocking J two. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that. Oh jeez. All right, let's move on. Let's get to, let's wrap the show up because I know some of us need to get going here. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Um, so let's do a quick, uh, out now presents what's on now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray and DVD this week. And we have a number of things here. We have Captain America, the winter soldier. I think a few Go people have it. heard of that. Uh, agents of shield, the complete season one nice. homeland season three, nah. uh, brick mansions. That's nah. the American remake of uh, district B 13, a movie that Abe still needs to see worth renting. Uh, I haven't seen it's brick mansions. I have no idea. Oh, oh is it- uh, District B13's on Netflix. District B13, yeah, that's streaming. Rick Mansions is like like in the dictionary next to Redbox movie. Like, it's a perfect Redbox movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Young Frankenstein, the 40th anniversary edition, comes out this Ooh. week on Blu-ray. Young Frankenstein, along with Ghostbusters, are movies that I just put on like that imaginary top ten list of comedies I never put together. 
Um, it's <laughs> easily my favorite Mel Brooks film, and it's just hilarious. Um, let's see. A lot of Godzilla movies come out this week in anticipation for the new Godzilla coming out next week on Blu-ray. A lot of old Godzilla movies. Um, and then in a new anniversary edition of Prom Night, the original Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis comes out this week. Not the one with Idris Elba. No, we don't talk about that. <laughs> um, we don't talk about we don't talk about this movie coming out next week either. By the way, <laughs> I'm definitely going to see that movie. Um, but yeah, so speaking of next week, we have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. Um, but we'll have something. It's either that or Dolphin Tale Two. Um, so uh, if we get if we get Harry Connick Jr. on the show. It would be Dolphin Tilty. I'll see what I can do. Eh? That seems like yeah. a possible one. <laughs> one other interesting movie coming out on Blu-ray this week, finally, is Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. You a fan of that one? I, I was. I wish they had done more, because I like the book. I wish they had done more, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I want to see where they could progress with that. Yeah, well, I don't think it's going to happen now, ten years later, or whatever it is. So with all that said... That's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog at CodaZeke.com. You can find all my written movie reviews as well as at YSOBlue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me at Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at WalrusMoose.blogspot.com and Twitter.com slash WalrusMoose. Hashtag Last of Us Remastered. Jose? Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jose Cordova. That's my name. I'm occasionally at TheYoungFolks.com. And I've been experimenting trying to get into this podcast game. So <gasps> maybe something coming in the future. Ooh, good nice news. Mark Hoban. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com, and you can also follow me on Twitter, Mark underscore Hoban. You can find um, Alan Aguilera crying himself to sleep because he lost so badly this year. You can find Jordan Grout digging out of dumpsters trying to find a trophy that he'll never collect. And our winner for the Summer Gamble, Maxwell, where can people find more of your work? Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaxwell or visit Cinemaxwell.com, where I am currently hosting a competition or a contest you have until uh, this upcoming Friday, or rather Thursday at midnight, to send me a 500-word or less essay on uh, a film that had an emotional impact on you. I will pick the top five and post them on my blog, and the number one winner gets a $100 Amazon gift card. So be sure to enter that. Wow. Very cool. I'm going to go and post, like, three uh, entries. Yeah, <laughs> You can go to my site and all the rules are there, and you can email me your entries. Yeah, just uh, Abe, just pick one of those many articles on your uh, website. I will, The Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that up to that up to date review you have. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the photo I have on the on that post. <laughs> All right, so you can find all the other episodes about Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes and at Stitcher, as well as at hhwlod.com. That is the podcast network that hosts our show, along with other shows, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, which will be coming back very soon, as well as the Icapod Cranecast with myself and, of course, Hello. our winner, Maxwell, <laughs> and friend of the show, Brandon Peters, host, because Sleepy Hollow, the show that that show covers, comes back uh, like three weeks for four weeks from now. I'm excited. Soon. My yeah. head is like half detached right now. Nice. <laughs> You can find our episodes over at outnow.podomatic.com as well as soundcloud.com slash outnowpodcast. Feel free to email us outnowpodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on the summer movies in general. You can also interact with us over at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast or tweet at us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. And lastly, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. Feel free to follow us there. And you can use our voicemail line, 972-798-3830. You can be happy to leave us some kind of voicemail expressing your thoughts on the summer in vocal form. So with all that said... Jose, Maxwell, Mark, thank you all Thanks. for joining us for this podcast episode. It is always a pleasure. Thanks for having always me. Always a good time. Oh. And uh, again, continued congratulations to Maxwell for winning the box office wager this year. Uh, it was good stuff. Thank you. Thank and you. Uh, look forward to next year's as well. Maybe Mark will be able to reclaim that title. We'll see.
Uh, yes. Hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. So until next time, so long. And goodbye. Goodbye. that's that's after you go to the gym and ride your bike for three hours and do everything and then that's ccj